right, folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Beautiful night for a podcast. And of course, sitting beside me is the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Tom Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? Certainly is. Another nice walk over tonight. All right. Beautiful night. An absolutely beautiful night. I'm not sure what it's like down in St. Thomas with thunderstorm warnings and all that other crazy stuff that I saw last weekend. But hope you guys are out of that mess. We had them yesterday, really bad. But today Did hasn't you? been bad. A little, still a little humid today, but uh, it's it was nice tonight. It was a nice walk. Good deal. Good deal. Todd Millard, did you have dinner ready for him I, when uh, he showed up? You know what? I, I cooked dinner last night. So tonight I actually had to work. I had to keep working. Had one of our guys was uh, was going to be late. So I was bur- burning the extra hours. So I haven't even been outside yet. No? No. I mean, that whole oxygen thing is just, uh, it's getting to you. You know, you got to get outside and, and, and enjoy the, uh, the outdoors and wilderness. And that's kind of what our podcast is all about, right? Getting out there and, and doing stuff. I agree. <laughs> Being cooped up inside with you. It's time to time to live and learn and actually take the bull by the horns and do something out there. That's it. That's it. Speaking of that, did you guys get up to anything last week? It's oh, been a while since we chatted. I did, but I don't know if you want me monopolizing all the time yet. Well, we might as well give your dad an opportunity to have a conversation because last week you didn't get very much time. Oh, I got geez. up to a little bit. Uh, I got permission to put hard-sided uh, deer stands in both places that I want to put them. Now I just got to find a couple and get them ordered and then find find time to put them in. So well, things are going to be tight. You haven't got them on order yet. Not yet, but uh, yeah. I want to find them and I want to find the right one. But uh, I was talking to the farmers and I got permission and so I'm good to go. So, it's, so I'm did pretty you, uh, you decide what you're going to do for a platform or are you going to be an all built in one I style? Like, is that what you're looking at? I would like to have a metal platform, but I think they're going to be too expensive. So I want to find the stands or the the hides first and then see what's available with the brand I get. I know some you can buy the stands come with them, but I haven't really priced out the stands. Ones I did see were pretty high in price. So I don't know whether to, I'm going to end up building wooden ones or what, but I want to get up in the air. I want to be able to have a good field of view. I want to be at least 12 feet up in the air with these Oh, geez. We got to, you're going, if you're going 12, you're going at least 16. Yeah, I know he loves 18. to go higher, but uh, right now <laughs> I'm you're, you're going section, right? higher than 12. Right now I'm 12 to 13 or 14 on the tree stands I hunt. And the, the two spots that I've picked, the view is good. And I've shot lots of deer out of both of them. So uh, I would be happy with that height. So anyway, I, I got to look into it, but I want to try and get some ordered this week. And, it's uh, that time of year where we got to be thinking about putting up stands and, and getting ready. Mosquitoes should be down a little bit and yeah. you might be able to get yourself out in the bush. I hope so. Good we got, grief. We got two to move and Todd's got two brand ones, brand new ones to put out, which are 20 and 18 feet. And so we got to decide where they're going to and get them out. So I, he's been doing so much fishing that he hasn't been thinking about the deer hunting yet. So he's got to do it pretty soon. You can't. So. You can't multitask. Is that what you're telling me? Only 2% of the world's population can officially multitask, Bill, just to let you know that. Google that. Uh, That's a true story. I'm glad I'm part of the 2%. Many people think they can, but only 2% truly can. I had some good things happen this week, and I had some things that were kind of a bummer. 
Um, first of all, well, I, let's get into the bummer stuff. I mean, what's a podcast without bringing us all down? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Anyway, I, I got the, uh, I got the 23 tea bucket out Saturday for a few hours. There was about 21 guys out the park. They had the, uh, what do they call the iron horse, iron horse festival at Pinafore park. So about 21 of us got our cars parked out along the roadway and in the park and, we sat and visited for a few hours, and that was a great afternoon. It was a nice breeze. We were in the shade, so I really enjoyed getting the car out. And then the, the guy that run Iron Horse came over and took pictures of all the cars, and he said they just got permission. used to have it uptown, but they lost all the property up on Talbot Street that they used to use for it. So they just got permission August 4th to have it at the park, so they didn't get a lot of advertising and a lot of planning. But he said next year they're going to have a car show out there along with Iron Horse. He's going to use the pictures of our cars to promote it. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then I got news that I think I mentioned this last time that the Nostalgia Nights is going to happen September 18th on Talbot Street. You normally get about 4,000 cars. They shut it's down incredible. the whole main street, so I'm pumped about that. Uh, however, this this weekend, my uh, daughter and her husband borrowed our 10 by 20 canopy with the sides and everything to oh, have here's my, the here's the bummer stuff uh, my son-in-law's uh, family's corn roast and so it was he had it saturday and it worked out great and he said i'm gonna leave it up and uh we always get together sunday after church todd's family my daughter's family and we get together and have lunch he says uh we'll have lunch at my place and then kids can use the pool and everything so great so we, after lunch, we're going to take it down, and then we got a cloud go over and soaked everything. So we said, okay, let's leave it till it dries. So I went home to have a rest, and my daughter and my son-in-law went in to have a nap, and we had a storm come in and knock that sucker flat. And uh. bent four poles right in half. So I thought, well, I looked at it. I thought it's ruined, but I went over today to see what we could salvage, and my brother-in-law says, ah, heck, let's – Let's straighten them out and weld them up. So I straightened them out and held them in place, and he welded all the poles back together, and I spray-painted them, so it looks like we might have saved it. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah, so it just happened to be we could straighten the bins, and he welded them, and so that was that was okay. So that got okay. But then yesterday afternoon, my my brother-in-law, my, my wife's brother, he's 80, he called and uh, he said he was coming out of his garage and he hit the, the button for the garage door to go down and he thought he could duck underneath it, but he didn't make it. And the door come down and hit him in the back and threw him right outside the garage, face first onto the pavement and scraped up his elbow and his knee and great big goose egg on his head. And I mean, why couldn't an 81-year-old man beat the garage <laughs> <Yeah>. door? <So laughs> when he, garage doors attack, he, destroyed in seconds. He looked... <laughs> terrible i mean he one eye that the the lump was so big and a big red hematoma come up over his eye and one eye closed and he didn't want to go to the hospital so my wife went and and uh, told his son so his son rick went over and made him go to the hospital it turns out he's okay but you ought to see him today his eyes both, are all eyes, swollen. both eyes are swollen dead shut and black and like like black. it looks like he's wearing a, a burglar mask yeah oh i mean he, He's not in any pain, but he does not look good. So we got Jeez. pictures of him because it's pretty funny. But but he was lucky he wasn't That's hurt. Pretty funny. Worse. Yeah. 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 That's how we roll, Bill. Yeah. This is how it happens. It's pretty dangerous up there dodging tents and garage doors. Yeah. And what's what's next? 
help my wife make a double batch of tomato butter, and it turned out excellent this time. It's nice and thick and sweet, so I brought some over for Todd to try, and... Uh, so I Is he allowed that. to eat that on his special fancy meal plans? I'm not on no fancy meal plan. Hmm. Mm. Really? Hmm. I guess it's four cheeseburgers and that's and right. The, I tell you what, <laughs> it's just that you put work in, then you're okay. Yeah. Well, we yeah. Didn't get, for all those listening, you can eat whatever you want as long as you put the work in. Not that's whatever it. you want. I'm still cautious, <laughs> but I'm not yeah. that cautious. But I haven't been trap shooting for a couple of weeks. My buddy Bill got sick and Todd was busy, so I didn't go Wednesday. I don't know if we're going to go this Wednesday because there's a summer inner club. So nobody will be at our club. If I want to shoot, I got to go to Otter Valley and shoot the inner club. So I haven't spoke to Todd about that yet to see if he's going to. If he's not, Bill and I might go and, and shoot it because I haven't shot for a few weeks. I'm getting kind of itchy to shoot some traps. So. Got we'll the itch. The itch is back and things are... Things are rolling, so we'll get to that in a few minutes. But yeah, you got to get out to the trap club there and knock some dust off because I think we're going to be coming down there in a couple of weeks to shoot with you guys in yeah. uh, and I did September my, there, right? I did get my uh, migratory game bird permit. Hey, so did I. Well, yeah, we have a correction to print on this podcast. Yeah, last week I, I was going through it all, and, and what I quoted on the podcast last week was September 1st. Well, that's the central section. Or the area. It's in the southern area, we open on the ninth. I thought it was a little, a little. But I, I said, no, I better go and look at that. So I read it again and nope, nope. It's the ninth to the eighteenth is the early season. And then the twentieth. Dove closes, opens on the first, right? And it closes that week. Yeah, Dove opens the first. Bam. But uh goose the early goose season is the ninth to the eighteenth, and then it closes for five or six days, and then on the twenty fifth, waterfall, goose and duck. And grouse and everything opens again on the 25th. So there's there's no weekends that are that are not uh, hunt, hunting, but just a few days in between the 18th and the 25th is uh, no hunting. So does that mean that we're hunting on the 11th? Uh, Saturday? Actually, I want to go on the 9th when it opens on Thursday. Day. Todd can get off. So if I get a field to go on the 9th, you're certainly invited if you and Jay can get down. That's the Thursday. Opens the Thursday. And then again on the Saturday, we'll hunt again on the Saturday if we get some fields. I'll have to see what I can do. But yeah, I got some vacation time. Vacation time there. It's just a matter of yeah. uh, coordinating the efforts and uh, the 11th for sure. No question. Yeah, about I mean, it. if you can't make it, we can invite Candace. We yeah, can, I'm sure she'd be able to some, up there. Get some actual birds on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So yeah I got to go, <laughs> go check some wheat fields because... There isn't any corn off yet, but I got to check some wheat fields and see where they're going to be. So um, we got a, a couple weeks, but I want to start looking now and get some ideas. And and if I find any in fields now, I'm certainly going to talk to the farmers. But uh, in the fields that I've already got signed, I'm going to be really scouting those and see what yeah. we got up. So I really like to find one for Thursday. I, I got the most ridiculous question, but have you opened the goose trailer since last season? No. <laughs> no, I think we opened it once a couple months ago. We were looking for something. I don't remember. Wait, what could you have possibly <laughs> been looking for that you could have I found remember, in that? But we trailer? were looking for something, and I'm like, know. maybe what? it's in the goose trailer. Why is there a concern asking if we opened it? Well, it's just a concern that it, it's been sitting in Todd's uh, yard there, and you know, things shift, move, change. Uh, 
It's always a concern. Ah. Always a concern. I like to look at things before it's season. It's going to bug I, me, though, I, trying to remember why I did open it. I, I don't remember opening it. If he did, I don't know. I wasn't there. You but right I here. do know that. <laughs> it's always one. a surprise, right? I do know <laughs> that I kept one goose decoy out because it needed repairing. And it's still sitting in my workshop. It's been there since last year. And I was just thinking, oh, man, two weeks. It's going to be back in the trailer. I'll get it out of my workshop. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. My wife was with me. I remember we opened it for something. We were looking for something. What could you hmm. possibly be looking for in there? See, related to that's honey. exactly what I said. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> we were looking for. Something related to honey. I don't remember what it was. Like yeah. My blind bag for turkey. Oh, oh that's right. There you go. See, bag. I did open it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it always a... in April or May. He was looking for that. But yeah, see, it was open. It had air. That's all right. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's not like the decoys are going to fly away or nothing. Yeah, yeah, you can't hurt them. There. And the five blinds are in there. Yeah. So, so it'll be good. Yeah, I'm anxious to get... Uh, I bought my uh, migratory game bird licenses uh, today. Look at actually. you guys all organized. Yeah, he's not going to wait until they run out. I just buy it online. Yeah. It'll run out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good yeah, grief. I bought mine online today, and I sent a picture to uh, to your dad and uh, yeah, my brother. Awesome. Yeah. Legal. <laughs> yeah, trying to remind my brother too that uh, he needs to get legal and yeah. buy his license. And I mean, at the end of it, if he doesn't, I'll, I'm sure I'll buy it and print it off for him. But well, I got a uh, song. You hear that, Jay? Yeah, no, that's. I, got the, <laughs> I, got I think fiber, he needs to. I got the five or six of us all entered in the. Uh, um, Controlled hunt draw down here for the for the oh, good. loading season. Got that all sent away and got the group number and all the confirmation numbers. So they're all in. When can you guys find out if you get extra tags? I don't know. I looked it up. I didn't see any. Yeah, there's I, some for in the 800s, right? Hunt code 800s, but there's none in our in our area. There was last year, and we we missed the deadline. Well, there was for bow this year, and we missed the deadline. I think. Did we? I think. I don't know. Actually, we usually limit out anyway, so it's it's we have so much deer meat to, to eat as it is that we do okay. That's we why well. we get extra tags. We limit out. We need more. That's we it. Eat so much. Ha, says you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I, was, I should have probably looked to see if I could have got a tag for for down there for the uh, an extra bow season tag or something late season. Come down and do a hunt down there or something, but. If they're gone, you're gone. Yeah, because we be uh, we're open to, to. What's that? Going to be lots of stands out there. Like we got four to put out someplace. Todd's got to decide where they go. That's not my call. Where the boat, where the uh, stands go for both season. That's his call. But one thing I did notice, if I didn't read it wrong, that usually you can hunt turkey with a bow for one week during one of the bow seasons. Usually 10 days. But 10 days. You can hunt turkey for 10 days with a bow or a shotgun. But the way I read it, yeah, that's. The oh, don't the start shotgun. talking it's regulations warm. again. Didn't you learn your lesson last week? Well, I got to go read and it. confirm before you say it. I, 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 well, I haven't confirmed it, but it looks like you can huh? hunt turkey with a bow the whole week of, or the whole month of October. Well, that's what it is here. I can hunt. I can hunt uh, a bearded or a beardless. Bird. I think it was that way last year. You could hunt with a bow for the full month of October, but you had the ten days for shotgun. Yeah, my Shot brother, that's how he got his uh, his turkey last year because he was up north for the, oh. the rifle hunt and just happened to 
cross crossover, like uh, Halloween or whatever it was. Or, yeah. And uh, he threw he his pajamas on and put the stock on one. That's exactly right. Well, that's a, if it's a PJ for this miracle. Area, if, if that's it is. I'm area, certain it is. I'm certain it was that way last I year. I get those, ha- those hard stands out there. I just might buy a turkey bow, or a bow uh, tag this year and sit out there with my bow and not worry about deer. Just watch for a turkey because I always see turkey from okay. the stands. So, and then a 12-point buck walks under you. What do you do? I'll take it. Oh, you got to burn one of our tags that we're going to use for muzzleloader. Yeah. Just like that. We'll take it. Yeah. And I would be glad to hear the story of how he burned up a tag. Yeah. I'll take it, and then I'll use one of theirs in the controlled hunt. Oh, jeez. Yep. Maybe I like the way you think. Can you, you can't see my face right now, but it is not expressing worry in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I think that's the whole reason why they, they changed the regulations, because not many people were buying a fall tag with only uh, one week to hunt for a week you know? i mean that means you've got to be out every stinking day for a week if you want to use yeah. it not just no, one day why buy it for one well, day some of you do yeah you for for that <laughs> doesn't matter but no for for that it, it, for, i i didn't buy it for there was a couple of years where they put it in i bought it one year because i think it was the first year uh, first year they offered it for the fall and i thought yeah it'd be a great idea but i didn't get it and you pay the same price for a one week as you do for a one month. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when they had it for a month, I, I bought one. And, you know, I ate tag soup that year too. But, you know, I helped my brother out. <laughs> we had a nice turkey. We uh, we really enjoyed that uh, as an add-on to the uh, the Alliance's meal plan for, for the later part the of alliance. The, the year. The Alliance. Right on. So that's all good. So, Todd, what'd you get up to? Are you are you sure? I think so. I think it's time for you, and I'll finish. We gotta it start. Off. We gotta we gotta wake the people up now. They're they're, they're <laughs> the, the the boredom section is over, folks. I promise you that. <laughs> Not yet. I got one more thing. Oh, jeez. Todd's youngest, Avery, called us today. Wanted Grandma and Grandpa to come over and play some games with us this afternoon for a couple hours. I said, great. So we came and got her. We went out to Shaw's and had an ice cream, and then we came back here to play a game, and we're playing oops. And I got kicked out of the game because I sent one of her men home just a little too many times. Oops is the, the dollar game. store version of sorry. So she just wiped my men oh. off the board and she said, you're done, Grandpa. Go go do your phone or something. Grandma, you and I are playing. So I got kicked out of the game. She's <laughs> <laughs> a sore loser. I, I knocked her men. Just to, but she, <laughs> she won the majority of the games anyway. So anyway, it was fun. We had a good, we had a good laugh this afternoon. Good deal. fun spending time with the kids. So that was a highlight. Just today. not your kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you yes. all just got 18 minutes of what I have to put up with. And yes, 24 seven yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh. At really? My, at my daughter's place. Not yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. I don't know what place. kind of podcast this has turned into Sunday afternoon. After, after we had lunch, we're all out swimming and the girls are in. Todd's two girls are in, and my son-in-law's in, and the dog is in. And so Todd, he's got his bathing suit on, and he goes up, and he stands at the edge of the pool, and he, he says, what's it like? Megan come up from behind him, and she gave him a body check, and in he went right into that water. And so he got completely soaked under all at once in that cold water, and he was just screaming and hollering. It was awesome. Megan was laughing. She got her dad good. It was, he had no idea. She come up behind him and she labeled him and then he went. It was it was cool. It, it was, was uncalled epic. for. And he usually doesn't get caught that way, but 
She got him today or yesterday. It was and she's still uh, she's not grounded. Oh, no. oh, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that. She was she was pumped. She was pretty happy. She got her dad. That was That's cool. cool. Good All grief! Right, uh, now, now we're ready. <laughs> I think the, the pump is primed and if, you're ready to if go. If anybody is still listening at this point, it's about to get crazy and a little bit of wild. So, yeah, not really. But no, I had a good time. I had a blast this last week. So my brother-in-law and I, as you all know, have got our fishing kayaks, have built them. Brother-in-law's got a newer fishing kayak now, pretty similar to mine, nice and wide, can stand up. He's borrowed a trolling motor off me. So You said all that the last podcast. Tell yeah, us something new. Oh, good grief. Yeah, okay. Um, I went for a walk the other day. <laughs> Anyway, so we're, he's, he's been hitting it hard, and so I've been trying to, when I can, get away and go fishing. Well, he's fishing right now. And um, so we entered another Ontario Kayak Bass Trail Tournament up now, I think I said last time, up by your neck of the woods, Bill. Yeah, it uh, wasn't even close to my neck of the woods, but, but was it? It's north. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. I'm pretty sure I said, how far is your place from mine? Three and a half hours. This was three and a half hours. So okay. we we booked my, my brother-in-law. I wasn't sure if we were gonna, and I know we talked about it in the last podcast, we still didn't register. And the, the cutoff date was Thursday to register to go fishing Saturday. And so we ended up registered. My brother-in-law was like, I registered yesterday. And I'm like, dude, it's Thursday. We don't even have a place to stay. We should have got a place to stay before we booked the actual tournament because you got to be on the water and ready to like lines in at 6 a.m. So three and a half hours. I'm not getting up and driving that far to be there for five to put your boat in. That means one o'clock, like holy jumping. So it's an all day deal. And he's like, well, I've already registered. And I'm like, oh, crap. OK, so which we talked about. It. We were pretty we, we were pretty certain we were going, but we procrastinated. So I, I registered on the Thursday and then we started looking at your at Navionics and seeing where we wanted to help? fish. Cause absolutely. Because let me tell you something that I've said it before. Anybody that, that's listening, when you go to a bass tournament and they have like the start, right? Like you, you, they can only really get 60 boats on a lake or something like that around here. And they're like, okay, we got 60 entries. That's good. They're going to cut it bass boats because you got 60 boats raring to go when it's six o'clock go. And every, you know, you know, the launch, right? That takeoff. So the, the problem with kayaks is you don't got a motor to where you could drive. You got to pretty much launch where you want to fish or you're going to spend the best part of the morning, which is the prime fishing time. Am I right? Six in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Prime time fishing time. You're going to spend paddling your butt to get to where you got to go because they don't allow motors. So the key to kayak fishing is launching or at least tournaments is launching where you're going to fish. Now the rules and the restrictions around that are you have to launch where everybody can launch. So a public or a paid launch, but it can't be like I rented this cottage on that lake. It has a dock. I'm good to go. Well, if you rented the cottage, you could launch there too. No, everybody has to have the ability to launch from where you launch. So like your $20 paid docks or your public launches. You could launch on the side of the road. road. Yep. You could do that as long as it's public and you're not crossing private property. Yeah. Okay. 
right? So we, we fired that. He came over Thursday night and we went through the maps and, and looked at the depths and everything. And we knew, okay, what's going to win the tournament? Well, they go by length, not weight. Large mouth are typically longer than small mouth on a, on a good day. I mean, like you're going to catch bigger, longer, large mouth than you would small mouth. Like, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Right. But yeah, small and, are going to typically be heavier, but uh, large mouth are going to be longer. That's so, sure. so you go by length. So we want, we want to maximize our abilities here. We want largemouth. Well, where's the largemouth? Well, we want 80 degree water. We want five foot or less, right? Like they're up in the shallows. That's largemouth like warm water and they feed in the shallows. So, all right, now we got to find five foot, five foot of water, as much weeds and lily pads and crap as we can find. And my brother-in-law loves throwing top water. So let's rock and roll. So we get out and we, we get looking. Well, this lake that we're on, which is Lake uh, Mississauga and Lake... Yeah, something like that. Anyway, it starts with a C. <laughs> I'll think okay. of it in a bit. But anyway, it, it could go to like 100 feet deep. So, yeah. So we're like, okay, well, we're definitely, you, you don't want to be fishing out in the middle of that because that's not where the bass are going to be. You want the shallow. So we, we did. We got on there and we looked and we're like, okay. Well, then they have the captain's meeting on Thursday night where they kind of, they give you all the rules, which are the same every time. So you really don't have to. But he did, he does talk about the boat launch. And he says, you know, if you're going down Beaver Lake Road, that launch, just know that it's rutted when you're, when you're back in. It's going to be a pain to get your kayak in there. There's no, no parking, really. You have to go back out, park down the road across the bridge. You got a 200-meter walk back to where you've just launched your kayak to get to it. And we're like, oh, that all sounds like it sucks. But when we're looking at it. That's the spot, man, because it's only five feet of water. Like it's, 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 it's narrow. It's not like huge Lake. It's, it's actually called the narrows. So that's where we want to fish. So my brother-in-law said, okay, well then that's it. That's where we're launching. Okay. Now the hard work comes. The hardest part of kayak bass tournament fishing is finding a place to stay the night before that's within driving distance of that freaking dock. So what's that? Sleep in your truck, oh, dude. Rodeo days are done. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that crap. That ain't happening. <laughs> and I've thought about it. I got like Megan's got this hammock that's all bug net and everything like that. And dude, there was, believe it or not, a tent beside the dock. Somebody stayed in this little dinky pop up tent right there at the edge of the dock. And I thought, man, the mosquitoes must have been insane, but that didn't happen. So even campgrounds, I'm like, yeah, I'm not tenting it because then you still got to get up. You got to take your tent down, pack it all up, everything like that. I like to shower in the morning. It wakes me up. So anyway, I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? A lot of guys do. They camp at like the conservation areas, local or a campground that's local, right? And they'll tenant, they'll share sites and blah, blah, blah. I'm too old. Not to mention the rowdiness that you probably get into. I, I don't know, but I'm assuming. So... We're like, all right, well, that's where we got to be. So I start looking. Well, here's one that looks close, but nope, there's no through at the Narrows. You've got to go all the way down around Lake Mississauga. That makes that hotel an hour away. Well, if we want to be at the boat launch by five, we got to leave at four, which means we've got to be up at 3.30. So we're like, man, screw that crap. So kept looking. Well, we found a place. I, I, I was calling Friday morning like a madman, first thing in the morning. And I ended up finding the only room available and it had a queen in it one queen and uh in bob cajun at, at a at a little motel so i said i messaged my brother-in-law and said well 
we're either staying in Peterborough, which is an hour away, and probably at like a Holiday Inn Express get two twins, and so we have separate beds, or we're shacking up together and staying a half an hour away in Bob Cajun. And he's like, I don't care. I'm like, well, Jen, my, my wife says, just take your sleeping bags. You don't even have to get in the bed. You put your sleeping bags on the bed, go to sleep, get up in the morning, roll them up, have a good day. You're out the door. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. So book that sucker got in there. And when we got there, it was kind of, there's a bunch of paving and roofer. Uh, I guess they've been there all week working. So they were all hanging out. It's Friday night. So they're hanging out outside their room. So we kind of sat and we, we kind of chilled with them a little bit, put our poles in the room, went to bed, got up at four and we thought, okay, we're going to be there for, you know, we want to be there and beat everybody so that we can get our kayaks ready, get, get, and we're not in anybody's way if anybody's going. And I assume there's going to be a couple there at the last tournament that we went to. We only seen two other kayakers go from our launch and there was 120 entries now that's crazy right so that was a big body of water well and so was this was two lakes combined Mm. right so it's still a big big body of water so about the same size so i'm thinking okay and this is probably that's what we're going to run into so we get there at five o'clock and and we'll roll down and drop our our kayaks and we can't really go in the water until it starts to get light because we don't have the the dome lights on our kayaks and all the crap you're supposed to have and you can only it lines in at six and if i'm thinking it's going to be what it is we're going to start fishing right there anyway because that's where we want to fish yeah that's the spot right so it's not like we gotta yeah we know it's not like we got to paddle far like that's where we want to start fishing so we got we we're going well we're following uh, we hit tim hortons on the way and we're following truck after truck cars with kayaks on them pulling trailers and, oh, and yeah. but they're ditching <laughs> off this side road and ditching off that side road and that early in the morning all these roads they're all tree covered because you're going down between lakes right and so they're ditching off this side road that one this one that one we're like hey we lost them all all right we're good to go so pull down beaver lake road way we go down and we get there and dude the public launch parking lot's full there are trucks lined all the way down the road with kayak trailers there it looks like Walt Disney, like Rapunzel, when the lanterns go in the air. All these dudes are already, it was very romantic. All these people are already on the water and they've got these sticks that come up off their kayaks with a 360 degree light. And then on the front is the green and red navigation lights, right? For the left and right yeah. side or the port well, the side of the starboard. I guess for Have been on the water before dark or before light, right? So it just looks like it's a floating night, sh- like light show out there. Cause you can't see that it's dark. You can't see that. You just see all the lights glowing on the, on the water. I'm like, Holy jeez! So I, I park on the road. Like I just pulled over on the road. I couldn't stay there. I said, I'm just going to go down and check it out. See how busy it was. There's another six, seven kayakers getting their jazz ready, putting them on their little wheelie carts and wheeling them down. I said, okay, as soon as they're done, it looks like they're the last we'll back in, we'll unload everything. And then I'll drive up across the bridge and we'll, park way the frick down the down the road on the side of the highway brother says okay so did all that unload all our crap there pull out go park walk back get the kayak and everything already we're in the water at eight minutes to six which was legal for us all right we're good to go we start and there's there's 30 40 kayaks floating in the water there like it's it was crazy there's there was 88 in the entry so half of them i bet you were there (laughs) 
So, so I did said you, that, did you figure out from an ethics or a, a rule standpoint how close you can fish to somebody? No, uh, we never really did get that close because there were so many yeah. people right there at the at the launch. Like a lot were taken off, going different ways in different directions. And my brother-in-law, yeah. we got, we got in the water and we were just kind of floating, and and he he said the same thing I did. It, like let's go this way and let's get past these guys that we see here. And as soon as we get past them, we'll start fishing. And that, that was our theory, right? So let them have right here. We'll get up ahead of them so that we're getting clean water and, and we'll sure, start yeah. fishing up there. So we did, we paddled up, got past them and, and started fishing. It was probably 10 after six, like it was only five, 10 minute paddle up there. And we were, we, we, we kind of fished on the way there, right? Stop yeah. here, stop there. But, and then we, it, it opened up a little bit from this canal and there was some co- cottages around, but there was, dude, I tell you what, if I didn't have my fish finder, my brother-in-law doesn't have a fish finder. He sold his old kayak with his fish finder. So he doesn't have one on his. So he's top water and, and he's right along the edge going all the way working. And he said, you are, right, you work that edge. I'll work this edge. And away we go. And so we were working the edge and then I get there and I see this opens up and there's, there's, um, milk jugs or like white bottles that they've put out to mark this big rock ledge in the middle of where this opens up between a bunch of cottages, not still not real wide, probably two, 300 yards wide. Right. And so my fish finder is telling me it, it's now seven feet, nine feet. And then as you get closer to that rock ledge, it starts to climb up, but there's weeds. So I just let myself float past this rock with wacky worm on brother-in-law's fishing top water frog. I throw the wacky worm back over to the, to the kind of the canal where the boats would be going through. And then I'm dragging up that wacky worm up to this rock shelf and bam, bass hits. It's only 10 inches. Got to be 12 to register it. But that's okay. We, we're we good. Just start. So, You're starting to get on to them. Yeah. So I throw again. I caught the biggest rock bass of my life. I bet you that thing was 13, 14 inches. Like it was a big freaking <laughs> rock bass. Big red eyes looking at it. Like it was evil. So I'm like, hey, that's all right. That's aggressive rock. So I kept going. My seventh fish in, I don't know, five minutes, right? Like every cast, I'm pulling in a largemouth bass now. And my seventh fish, this thing is big. And now the two guys that we passed in their very expensive kayaks, they had some really, really nice ones. We had passed them. They're rolling up and they're watching me reel this thing in. And I'm trying to get it to the boat. I'm using a five foot, six inch little ugly stick youth rod with eight pound mono on it, throwing on this wacky worm. And so I am fighting this bass, trying to get it. And I've caught her, caught her. And he's behind me in the, in the shallows about 80 yards away. And I'm reeling like a man. I finally get it, get it in the net. And dude, it was a nice fish. It was nine, 18 and three quarters inches long. Nice. So That's that, good. yeah, it was, I was impressed. It put me in fifth place for about two hours. And so, so just as a curiosity, if another kayak is close, can they help you? Or you are 100% on your no, own? No, you are 100% on your own. Like if Connor was there and he had his net and he was mm, able I to do, I don't know. net it you know for you. know what? I don't know. That's Just a good question. A help, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Because it, it was a pain. I, I had that little short rod. And as soon as I got him to the boat, he'd dive under the kayak again. And now I'm trying to reach down with the net and get him and pull him up. And like uh, everybody's yeah. watching me now. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, geez, don't, don't. I can't boat flip this guy because I'm so <laughs> such a little rod and so light a line. And I'm thinking, holy geez, I got to get this net under him. I'm trying to extend my net. I'm flipping the little plastic handle thingy on it to pull it out while fighting him with the other hand. And finally reach down and 
tried to net him twice, missed him. Finally, the third time I got him in. And so then the big thing was don't let him flip off that freaking board while I'm trying to take his picture. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it sounds like it's a process. Oh, it's a brand net drop your phone in the drink and everything. I get your card up there so that they can read it and everything. Yeah, it's a process. So 18 to three quarter put me in, in fifth place for a while. I was thinking, ah, that's all right. So kept fishing that spot, kept pulling in little guys and then, and then it slowly quit. Right. I couldn't get any more. And so I, I continued fishing on and the rest of the day, I'll tell you, I, I, it was, I, I went along. Connor was fishing much quicker than me. So he was up and gone and I couldn't even see him anymore out of sight around the corner into the bigger water. And I was fishing slower. I was, cause I knew that's where the bass were. I just caught one. Sure, yeah, right? you so, your, and you had your fish finder. You could tell where the ledges and, and drop off And I were. could see the weeds, right? Where yeah. Connor couldn't see the weeds below him at seven feet of water. He didn't know there was weeds. He just thought that was deeper water. So You're marking fish and uh, on the fish finder too. Well, you know, it's not great at that. It's an older fish finder. So I so tend yeah. to beep on it. Drives <laughs> yeah. me nuts. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. I don't, even, like, I don't put the beep on mine, but I am still learning. Like I think I said on the last podcast, what a fish looks like on the fish finder. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I watch YouTube videos and that guy said, Oh, there's a fish. And I'm like, that looks like a rock. Yeah. The same yeah. thing that you, yeah. you said right? to me that looked, it was a rock. Now you're pointing at it, it looks like a fish. So I, I nine times out of 10, cause I've got down imaging and I've got, a I sonar. got down imaging and sonar. Yep. I will yep. not use uh, the fish finder for, for locating fish. It's exactly what you were doing. No, What's the structure like on the bottom? Yep. What's the depth? Yep. Yeah. You got weeds. Am I, am I There's going... no way I'm seeing a fish in the weeds. No, right? I, in, in, and, no. And so if I'm going across, like there was a lot of that, of that water when it went, when it went to 10 feet, it was just sand. Full on sand, not a weed, not nothing. Fish finder was dead flat. Yeah. And so once you got to seven feet, there started to get some weeds there. And you find that seven foot of water with weeds, that seemed to be the magic sauce, right? But it was yeah. so few and far between, and I don't have a motor. So I'm paddling, trying to find this on the fish finder. Brother-in-law didn't even have a fish finder, so he's fishing shallows, like just assuming, okay, there's lily pads, throw a frog. Right. So he's fishing dark, dark. But so I, I was, I was paddling along trying to find the weeds and, and I was catching them, uh, but nothing over 12 inches, 11 inches, like crazy. Might've been the same dang fish just following me. <laughs> so I, I fished all the way around where he had fished and I was pulling him in with a wacky worm. I knew he was going by with a topwater frog. Well, of course these things aren't going to hit that because heck the, the frog's bigger than them. So I then I had to get across the, the bigger part of that water. So I just threw my wacky worm out. I thought I might as well troll as I paddle here, that wacky worm and drag it. I mean, it's better than leaving it. I'm putting it in a fishing pole holder anyway. The worm might as well be in the water if I'm going over to that other side. So dropped it. I, there was some overhanging trees on the far side. So I start paddling and I got into about 14. Well, then Connor had just messaged me. Brother-in-law just messaged me and said, he's going into some other narrows. I couldn't, he, and I said, where's that? And he says, you look on a map, I open up your map. You'll know exactly where I am. And he called it something bottleneck, something or other is some weird thing. So I put my phone out, I pick up my rod and I feel tap, tap. I'm like what? So I start to reel in and sure enough, there's a fish on boom. There's a bass in 14 feet of water. Not one weed rock, nothing. Cause I hadn't gotten close enough to shore yet. And a large mouth bass. I thought, what the hang? I just came over it because I intentionally paddled watching my fish finder the whole time, looking for structure, looking for it to all of a sudden get weeds and know, okay, I'm going to fish the weeds and nothing. There was, it was flat. So I threw him back. Wasn't 12 inches cast. Another one hits might've been the same one. So 
throw him back. Well, then nothing. So, okay, I got up into shore and, and some logs, and it was about five feet of water and, and logs down and stuff. And I seen there's a monster and he's sitting on top, suspended, maybe two feet below the water and a foot above a big branch. Uh, oh my gosh. So I threw a worm. He didn't care. Wacky worm. Grab my spinner, rip a spinner by him. Doesn't care. Threw a frog by him. Doesn't care. Just did not care. Now, mind you, by the time I got to this spot, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning, maybe 1030. He just did not care. I could have bonked him on. I was almost thinking about throwing a big weight on, knocking him out. (laughs) But he just didn't care. So I didn't know. I bet you they were there. Just the big guys weren't eating. Little guys. That's funny. I bet you I caught all day over 40 fish under 12 inches. See, that, that still for me, I know it's tournament fishing is a little bit different, but that's a good day of fishing. It's a Regardless good day. Of yeah. you get first Connor said, man, we got to bring the kids back here, but for a tournament, yeah. it sucks <laughs> because you know, so, you can see the big boy. ones and we seen them along the edge. Uh, we finally met up again and we fished down along an edge and you could, I, he's, he goes, look at that. And, and I can see it. It's sitting right there and it won't. I had another one come right up and nose bump my wacky worm. And I just let it, boom, froze, right? He nose bumped it. There, he stunned it. He's going to hit it. Nope. Just sat there and looked at it. Never touched it. Didn't care. Are you using a drop shot at all or just a wacky worm? No, no it's weight? a wacky worm with like an eighth, eighth ounce hook, right? The the hook's yeah. got the ball weight on it with a little, and it's got a little metal weedless thing on it. That's the other thing. There's, there's yes. I was fishing the weeds, right? So, but I, I mean, I was throwing other stuff, but I didn't catch, I didn't catch anything on anything but a wacky worm. Now that's not true because then once the, the bite really slowed down around 12, 1230 and nothing, not even the little guys were hitting anymore. I threw a Ned rig on the Ned rig. Everything will hit a Ned rig. Right. So I threw a Ned rig on and then I started hammering and, and that's, I took a picture. I think I said it to you. I caught a six inch largemouth bass. And so I, tiny guy I put it on yeah. my catch board and I, I, I posted that up on uh, OKBT ad. I, I said, uh, I'm pretty sure this is turning into a smallest fish contest. So right now I think I'm in first. Somebody beat me. I, I got about 40 <laughs> yeah. something laughs at that, but because my one <laughs> finger holding it on my catch board, because my hand would have covered the whole dang thing. I was yeah, going to make sometimes. a comment about using live bait or something, but I thought, yeah, they wouldn't, no sense yeah, of humor on half of them. Your guy doesn't have a sense of humor there, guy, but yeah. I'm glad the guys. So what, what did it end up winning? Uh, 80, it, I think it was about 88 inches. So, so a couple guys got into him. I'll tell you. And that's what my brother-in-law said. He's looking at the pictures. Cause as you take the picture and then you enter it, right. He's looking at the pictures that he's going, look at that guy that's in first. He's fishing. There's it's like grass mat. Where is their grass mat on this lake? We have not seen grass mat yet. And he's not wrong. We didn't see any like, like duckweed or grass mat or anything like that. Just a, a few spots that had maybe a, a little bit of lily pads. And, and that was it. We had a lot of, a lot of timber. Uh, we came into a lumber yard at the end we went the other way in the morning, it probably would have been better about five, six feet of water. That's where I ended up catching another 15 inch. So I, I did get yeah. to register so two, a couple that you were able to, yeah, but to, I was to, like to fifth measure fifth out of 88 anglers or something. It, but And what is it? Uh, it's five fish. Total length. Uh, measurements. Yeah. yeah. Five fish, largest smallmouth. Yep. So yeah, well, so guys got into them. I mean, it was like, then there was only like a half inch difference between first and second. But that's what it my brother-in-law said. He's, he said, "Look at the look at the picture behind his kayak. He's he's got grass mat in there." So 
He knew where to go, but well, that's, that's the, the, the thing we fight, right? We don't, we can't pre-fish it. It's three and a half hours away. So it's not like we can get there, pre-fish it, know the lake. We've never been to these places. So we just, thank goodness for Navionics, my man, like look yeah, at it, see the depth, hit a dock and away we go. And, and we're yeah. fishing blind from that, right? Guys that live there. I mean, yeah, come, come on my way. Well, it, it sounds like it's, it's 80% of a gamble. You know, you, you're you're playing your odds based on what the map says, and if you're wrong, it's not like you can load back up and go. Well, you drive. could load back up, but you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're legally but allowed it, it, to load up, move, and 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 stuff. Yep. As long as you use public launches or or, or a public way to get in, right? As long as you don't have to cross do public uh, private land. I I don't know. I I maybe maybe they do mm. i don't know if they know the lake right like it would take me have to fire up my phone look up like ways or google maps and find the next closest launch and and then load uh, we got to unhook the kayak the seats and ever put them on the trailer strap them down like you're you're half an hour anyway just That's, as pure curiosity i mean so i bet you some guys fish this side of the lake in the morning for whatever three hours four hours Call it till ten thirty, whatever. You're you're done by three o'clock in the afternoon, or at three. Yep, get off the water three, at three. three o'clock. So, oh, you have to be off the water. So yeah, so you well, not off the water. Right you got to check out of the tournament. Yeah, that's a that's how I ended. I'll finish. I'll funny story. I'll finish off with it. But but yeah, the guys could. And you think like sun hits this side, and then there's shade right. on the other, and so pack they her up and up. move. They have their both their spots figured out. I'll fish here to pick a pick a time hard stop now, which means I can get that uh, kayak loaded in the back of my truck, get it across to this spot, which is, I don't pick it. It's half an hour away. I'm back in the water by 12. I still got three hours of fishing on the, uh, uh, the side of the lake yeah. that I know that there's fish on. Might be a strategy. Why are you just coming at me with Could that be. now, Bill? Because uh, I just thought of it. <laughs> it takes me a while to get into things. I know I'm, I'm only the... halfway done my tea here. <laughs> oh, almost got done a podcast with me making funny, and then you had to bring that up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're not quite done yet. But... <laughs> yeah, so. the warm milk. But the yeah, it, it, I mean, it could be. I had a guy at the last tournament we were in. He went floating by me. And he says, "Any luck?" I said, "I had some blow ups. I was fishing top water." He says, "I said I caught a couple little guys." He says, "Yeah, I had some dinks on the on the top water." He says, "Nothing, nothing else." But he says, "It, it that was the wind, right? That was the windy tournament we oh, went yeah, to. That there was, was full paddle. Feet. It was insane." He says, "I'm not battling this crap." He says, "I'm going to use this current. I'm going." to drift all the way down. He says, my in-laws own a cottage down there. So I've got them ready. When I get to that dock down there, they're going to pick me up and drive me back and I'm going to do it again. See, that's your, your wife should be doing that for you. I'm going to tell her you said so. (laughs) Yeah. And make that recommendation for me. Would you, your wife should be there with the truck on standby in case you need to get picked up. We got to move. We got to move. Let's go. Let's go. Well, and this is a whole team affair right now. And it is, it is, it would be good. We, uh, but we added, so three o'clock came around and my brother-in-law was pretty irritated, right? Cause you catch that many fish and they're all dinky. So how'd he end up? He only caught one. 15 inches, I think. So he, yeah, he was, he was pretty, he was pretty disheveled. Um, but, but he said the same thing, right? Like he caught a lot of fish. It'd be great for the kids, but oh my gosh, it, not for tournament. You want to catch some big ones, but the, um, especially coming from Rondo and where our, we're averaging 16, 17 inches, right? Yeah. So 
he uh, he was he was over on his phone. And he said, "Here here's the plague now, where we were last to get in out of these thirty forty kayakers. Now we fish till three. Guess what? You got another thirty forty kayakers coming out of the water that you got to wait for because we got to back our truck all the way in with our trailer. I'm not dragging my kayak all the way up across the bridge, two hundred meters, and you know what I mean. So, yeah. hey, I said, what do you want to do? And he says, my theory is we just float in the water until they're out of here. We can keep fishing or whatever. I'm like, yeah, like you got to check out of the app that you can't submit a fish after three, but can't, can't stop you from fishing. I mean, we drove hours, so sure. might as well just hang. Mind you, you pretty much had your fill at that time. Right. So I just kind of put my feet in and, and, and it was warm. I was sweating. And I said, you know what? I don't want to drive home feeling this sweaty and icky. And I've only had a couple hours sleep. I want to be refreshed and ready to go. I now know from going with my father in the St. Lawrence and, and possibly going upside down twice that my kayak's pretty stable to be a swim platform. So I see he was, he floated up into the weeds and let the rocks and the weeds stop his kayak. And he was just sitting there on his phone, catching up and I could hear his Snapchat and everything. Bleep, bleep. Going off. So I said, I'll tell you what, I may need you to come pick me up, but I'm going out there to anchor in that 25 foot of water in the middle and wait for these guys. I'm going to go for a little swim. He's like, are you serious? Yep. So I paddled my butt out. I anchored down at 25 feet, took off my shirt. I was wearing my bathing suit. So, well, actually full disclosure, I was wearing my underwear under my bathing suit all day. So I needed to wear that underwear home. So I actually had to get naked on the lake. So I did briefly strip down, have to have to change. I think he was on his phone. I don't think he's seen that. I'm not sure anybody else, but I didn't care, Bill. So I got, I got naked, put my bathing suit back on, jumped in and that it was 83 degrees, that water. That's warm. So it was nice. I was swimming around my kayak. I got back up on it, jumped in again. Like it's a good little, it's a good little raft. It's refreshing. You know, I yeah. mean, you, you go for a nice little swim there. You, 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 you wash away all the blues from the two fish that you're able to weigh in. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just chilled, waited for the guys. We waited a good half hour by the time the, the last couple kayakers had theirs out of the way. And all right. Yeah. You, you, you were not on a time crunch. I mean, you, yeah. you already, like you said, uh, at a regular fishing tournament, you got to be at the, the weigh-in point. And, and yeah. Well, to, and they had the awards, right? But we weren't going. We weren't in the top. So, I mean, for us to find it even, right? Like it's at this That's place true, yeah. and we'd have to Google it. And is it, in, is it in the direction we're going or is it a half an hour out of our way? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if we won, it'd be a different story, but... Yeah, if you won, you'd be there for sure. He's first one off the lake then. Yeah, yeah. I'd be two thirty. Winners coming through. Two thirty, I'd be chomping at the bit. Yeah, but but yeah, so it was still a good day. It was fun. That's good. Did yeah. you get any more for the year? You you done your? Uh, you know, we're still in the month long ones. There is another tournament. We're not sure if we're going to do it. My, uh, it's coming into September now. We got dove, we got goose, we got duck. So I said to my brother-in-law yeah. and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we just wait till next year. We plan it out a little bit better so that next year we can hit these. But maybe we like with Jen and the kids, Jen has every Friday off. Like we could rent a cottage for the, for the weekend. And then me and my brother-in-law could pre-fish a little bit, hang out at the cottage. We do the fishing tournament on the Saturday. We're off the water by three and then we're hanging out with the fam Sunday and drive home. So my, yeah, you, you know what? It sounds it like a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of fun. I mean, you, not that I'm interested in going to kayak fishing. Oh, oh yeah, you are now. 
the, the premise is, is good for you guys to to carry on with it next year. This this year was just dipping your feet in the water. Yeah, this was figuring sure. it out, right? We oh, got yeah, the gear, sure. we got each the equipment. Each body of water is the same. Yeah. Or each body of water is the same as a new challenge for you. And you've learned a little bit about each of them. Where, what well, to do, and but- yeah, up north, your way fishing is different than our way fishing. You go to, you go to Rondo Bay, I can't run my motor for the majority of the time because it's so weedy. You go up your way, your guys are all rock. Yeah, we, we got a combination, but you're right. There's, yeah, I, I love it up here. I mean, the, the, a little bit of the fishing techniques are different. When I used to fish Lake Erie, you can't compare fishing techniques on Lake Erie yeah. to how I would fish that little lake that I fished with my, with my dad. Yeah. Right. No, no, you know, it's totally different. They're totally, totally different, different way of fishing. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, right? I think that's what my brother-in-law, he's getting pretty efficient at the inner bay in, in Lake, Lake Erie, right? On Long Point. And he's getting pretty proficient on the Rondo Bay, which is the similar type of fishing, right? It's largemouth bass territory, top water, throwing a wacky worm. And then we go up to, to up there and it's, you're fighting to find that landscape, if you will, with, with yeah. weeds and shallower water where it's all of a sudden you're in, you're in rock edge everywhere and it's four feet to 30 feet in a matter of, you know, a meter. Yeah. So and that's, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to go fishing with PP on uh, Lake Simcoe this weekend. Him and I, you know, we haven't fished in two years together, and uh, we finally that's awesome. made uh, arrangements. And I, I don't know how to fish Lake Simcoe anymore. I, I don't think I was ever really good at it. Him and I uh, fished fished a lot. We caught caught a lot of fish, but he has come up with a secret recipe formula location, and he's going to you know share some of that knowledge, which mm. I'll keep to my chest. But it's more so the locations, right? Where where is he going? that I could get to when he's got a, a 150 or 200 horsepower motor and I've got a 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't cover the same amount of water as he can in the same disc. He's got a 16 foot or an 18 foot boat, skeeter bass boat, which I don't feel comfortable on a large body of water like Lake Simcoe, Lake Ontario, uh, Lake Erie to the same level as he would. Where, where I, like my brother and I, when, my dad and I, when we went to Constant Lake or, or one of those smaller lakes or, or uh, uh, Upper Big Chute or some of the lakes in Trent Sever Lock Systems, I could figure them out quicker and I feel safer. <laughs> and I can only imagine you getting dropped in the middle of Lake Simcoe or something with your kayak and saying, okay, good luck. Yeah. You, no. you just, it just wouldn't feel the same yeah. as you would on a smaller body of water or closer to shore, right? But, you got it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Ah, Lake Simcoe this weekend with Peepy. I mean, I, now I'm interested to hear how that goes down. Yeah, me too. Right I mean, on. he used uh, the tournament last weekend. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, with Peepy, sometimes we, we don't make uh, all the plans until the night before. So I'll have my boat ready <laughs> just in case. But he's usually pretty good. He like, I'm sure we'll fish with his boat. And uh, I have no idea where we're going out of, whether it's Aurelia or, or here. I have no clue. So. Hey, I'm at his mercy. I'm going to be up in time for uh, uh, to, to pack the rods and the, and the fishing tackle in, in, in the truck. And whatever time he says, be ready, I'll be ready. And we'll, we'll go and see if we can hammer some smallies. Right on. So, yeah, smallies. So you're going a little deeper water. I think so. I don't know. I mean, uh, typically what uh, only simply we're 12 to 18 feet is, is where I like to fish, but it's more, again, uh, I, I've, I've, used to, to to do okay on Lake Simcoe I need to relearn it all over again and I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll mark a few points and we've like I said when I, when my brother fishing there we fished 
all around uh, Strawberry Island uh, up uh, up near Aurelia, and I didn't catch a thing. So I don't know if it's a technique, uh, a worm size, a color, a presentation. The almost guy. <laughs> I, I mean, the almost the curse guy. Of yeah. the almost guy. Oh, too yeah, funny. It is definitely the. It's got to be the curse of the almost guy for sure. Yeah, but no doubt. No we'll doubt. See. I. Um, I, 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 I'd be remiss to say, A, I remember the name of the lake, Ketchikan. Lake Ketchikan, Lake Mississauga. Yep. So, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention our, our now that you reminded me with Pee and uh, Brayden, our young bull rider buddy and his family was in Long Point member. And I mentioned last week that she actually yeah. got a, a hook of the thumb. Well, they redeemed themselves. And I got to tell you what, they were out there in their kayaks in the inner bay in Long Point, And they were sending me some pictures of each person, each one of them were nailing some good bass. Her husband had a pretty decent one. She, Wendy herself, uh, had a pretty decent one. And Braden, I guess, was slaying them. So, so See, I was impressed. Maybe and she they said, can give you some uh, techniques. And she said, thank you. Like she went, I got to tell you, and she might kill me when she listens to this because she messaged me <laughs> a, a month and a half ago and was like, we're having problems putting line on the reel. Is there a technique to this? <laughs> <laughs> so you and I could chuckle. She's going to be right now. Wendy, calm down. Calm down. It's all good. Yeah, no, and, she's going to be throwing something at you. Yeah, totally. So she went from asking me that, uh, you know, how do we put light on the reel? To then they went and got frogs. They got wacky worms. And we're now, she's like, hey, thanks. They listen to the podcast. And they went out and we're hammering them on Long Point Bay. And maybe jealous, to be honest with you. Because they they were in the exact same spot I was in the day later, and they're catching them. It's amazing, and that, and it's all due to the the tutelage of the podcast, there, right? I, that's what I'm going to claim. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we had I might have to, to go do to them not for, being able to work. <laughs> I might have to go to uh, go to them for some from some tips, but. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we might have to bring them on the podcast. They know what they're doing. I'll tell you what, like that, that impressed me. That it really I'd like did. to get her on uh, on the podcast to figure out how she hooked herself. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That, that sounds like a good story right there. Oh, and then they, yeah, had to freeze it at the hospital and then they used a knife to cut it out. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd love uh, to hear that story. But, but yeah, I, that honestly, honestly, I mean, you think about that. That impresses me. You go from, you know, just trying to line a pole and now you're pulling in 15, 16 inch bass. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. that. Like, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's the wonder of fishing. You can get out there and anybody can do it. You just need to get some yourself on the water and get some time in the boat and, and have some fun. Yeah. So, like, you oh. don't need all the fancy stuff. No, you just, just make it look cool. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, right? That's it. So it's totally it. So yeah. Right oh. Well, Bill. I'm thinking thinking it's time to talk about the gun club. And I'm disappointed the fact that you guys haven't been out there much sharing the experiences and stories from your end. But you know, from my side, the gun club is starting to become an every Saturday occurrence gun, around gun, here. Gun. And I'm absolutely loving Every minute of it. That's so, awesome. So how yeah. how did we make out? Because I know you sent me some scores. I don't remember what they were, but I know they were pretty good. They were all up there, like twenty <laughs> threes. Yeah, I, I did okay. I mean, I um, I'm more impressed with my wife. I tell you, she she was beside herself, ecstatic. I think she texted you and uh, 
She said that's the best thing about text messaging. You can send a text message, and you know, if you're on the water fishing, trying to yeah, I didn't uh, get it. You, you both texted stuff. me, and I didn't even get to respond until I think by the time I remembered that I got text messages. I was at the yeah. service center getting food and I'm like, dude, so sorry. I was in the tournament. Yeah. And I think I sent one to Candace as well. Yeah. So we got there and we bought, uh, you buy tickets, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if yeah, that's, that's the same way as normal. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Yeah. So we went there, we bought, uh, uh three skeet and, uh, or, or two skeet and three trap each. Uh, and we went over to shoot skeet first, but they had the that's a, that's a flat of shells, closed. Bill. That's a flat of shells. This is what happens with me now. And I got my wife shooting. Uh, it's, if I if I have one round, it's two because I shoot with her <laughs> one to one. Right. So, yeah, it's a flat of shells. So we uh, we got all geared up. I was anxious to shoot some ski. We both love it. Right. It, it's just a different game. We've talked about this in the podcast a lot. How instead of things always going away from you, they're, they're crisscrossing and, and it's fun. I enjoy it. So we, we went over there to shoot ski, but. The Olympic um, bunker trap, Olympic bunker, trap. Yep. Uh, competition uh, was going on, and they didn't want the ski targets breaking onto their field, so they 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 asked that the club close down the ski fields for Saturday, Sunday. So <laughs> we didn't get to shoot ski, so we went back over the trap fields and played over there for for a bit. And so yeah, we uh, uh, I. Uh, I I shot a, a 22, 22, 23, 21 uh, in the four, four that I shot. And the one that Candace, I, I was watching every one of her, her shots that round. I think I, I broke maybe a 14 because I was just, I watched and it would break. And I'd watch, this is her shooting. She was on yeah. the station beside me. I'd watch your shot and it would break. I'm like, and then I'd lose focus for, and I'd shoot, oh, it's my turn to shoot, so I'd shoot. I miss whatever. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. No, don't I just care. kept going. Yeah. You're in, you're in her game. She, I get it. I've yeah, been there. And she's, she's rolling them. She's rolling them through and she broke an 18. Oh, and she see? was, she was ecstatic beside herself. Could you know, couldn't get herself back on the trap line fast enough to see if she could repeat it. But she, she immediately said, I got to text Todd. <laughs> she, was, That's so awesome. she was so happy that, <laughs> like I said, I, I, I don't even know what it broke. It, less, less than she did for sure. But I just was, Every, every target, I wanted to check to see, you know, if she's keeping her face on the stock. Is she she doing it? And she broke an 18. Like, he's so happy. So happy. That's for awesome. Her. Good for her. Yeah. Anybody so anybody that, come over and try to critique her? You know what? They were really good. There was, uh, there was one guy that came over, and uh, it was Round Frank's Uncle Sal. Okay. I don't know if you know who he is or I not. Don't, I don't. But good you family. Don't. Know the family, so know they're good good folk. He came over to Candace after one of her first rounds, which didn't go great, and she said, here's what you do. You take every one of those clay targets and put your enemy's face on them, and you'll never miss another one, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only advice that she got given the entire weekend. <laughs> and, and he says, I'm in the construction business. I've got a lot of enemies. I break a lot of targets, he says. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and he, like, I didn't know who he was like in relation to Frank or, or Frank's dad and stuff. And he says, hey, I'm just I'm waiting for my brother to show up. Uh he says, I went from brother to show and uh, he's got a new gun to show me or something like that. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> Always. And I, yeah. And I was talking, I was talking to him and I said, what's your name? He says, Sal, my, my, my family calls me Joe. My friends call me Sal. And I said, that's great. 
and we got just chewing the fat a little bit there. And I went back on the line and I shot again. And, uh, <laughs> and I look back and he's sitting with Frank's dad. I'm like, Oh, I know Frank's dad wasn't feeling very well the last couple of weeks. He had some, some health issues and stuff. So I, I went over and paid, you know, said hello to him. Cause I know him from, from before. And Sal says, Hey, do you know this guy? I said, yeah, you know, he's a real good guy. He's, uh, you know, I've shot with him lots before and uh, I shoot with his son, Frank. And he says, this is my brother. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the whole connection's coming, right coming back together. So, yeah. And see, and Frank was in Frank. Quebec this weekend. Well, that's what I said. I, I, I can't remember Frank's dad's name. Uh, I don't know if it's Frank Sr. or, or, or what I think it is, it's Frank. I think it's Frank. Yeah, but I, I, I talked to him. I don't know if it's Tony or Frank. But anyways, I talked to him and he wasn't feeling that very good. Uh, he says, ah, I don't think I'm going to shoot today. He says, no, I, my, my shoulder's sore. I don't feel good. And then I turn around, you know, two or three rounds later and he's on the line and I was done for the day. I'd already shot my, my four rounds. I didn't want to shoot anymore. And Frank, uh, Frank's dad and his uncle Sal were going to the line. I'm like, all right, I, I got to shoot. And I rolled a 23 on, <laughs> on that, uh, that round. And, uh, I shot next to a guy that shot left-handed as well. I come off the line. I said, Hey, thank you very much for, for shooting. It was, it was good shooting with you. He says, yeah. One thing you got to learn knows how to break targets. He says, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he was joking, but <laughs> you know, he said it so deadpan serious. I'm like, I just broke a 23. I thought I did pretty good, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but no, Candace said he shot. Uh, they shot together the previous weekend, and he. She said, "Yeah, no, that guy was. He's a pretty good guy." So I'm. I'm thinking he was just messing around, but I ended up uh, I taking some of my humor. Yeah, he seemed to have a very dry sense of humor, and I, because he, what he said to Candace the weekend before when they were shooting skeet, you know, they went, they got on the track, uh, the skeet uh, field at the same time, and Candace went first, and she broke three on the first station, two on the second station, and and one on the third or whatever it was, and the guy turns to Candace and looks at him deadpan and says, "Well." You'd survive in the wild, he says, or, or you wouldn't starve in the wild. And he did, and that's all he said to her. And he just kept on moving. I'm like, I just think it's a sense of humor, right? <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, no, it was good. We had a good time at the the gun club, and uh, I shot some of my reloads. I shot some seven eight ounce uh, uh, international loads with uh, no doubt a eh? secret recipe. Well, see, there. I was going to ask, um, did you change anything up? Did you, did you just stay in the course? Well, I did, you know, I, I'm shooting, um, I'm not changing anything. I, I'm holding a little bit lower on station three because I felt I was jumping at the targets a little bit too, too, too much. I was shooting over them coming on to, from station three. Okay. And I changed that and I, and I didn't miss after I made a few changes, I didn't miss uh, a target on certain stations where I made some adjustments, different hole points on the house and it's starting to come around. I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable, right? Right so. on. So we got an ATA shoot this Sunday. Oh, where's that? At, uh, we'll see, uh, at uh, Toronto International. Oh, do you really? I didn't know that. Yep. Well, that's that's why you guys should come on down and join shoot. us for. Uh, I would. Dad made a turkey for, dinner for us all to eat this Sunday. Family turkey dinner. We're having what Easter? Well, yeah. Whatever Easter. we couldn't have before. Because of COVID. He's, yeah. So we're having that now. Right up in there. So we're thinking, yeah, we're going to be there. Candace and I both, yeah, I'm right thinking about shooting singles and handicap and, and maybe, uh, maybe doubles, but probably not. It's a lot of shells. Ah. So, 
It's only money. Yeah. Yeah. The bank makes that every day, right? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was good. We had uh, we had a good time at the club, and we uh, are ready to to roll some more, roll some smoke uh, the next time uh, we go out there with the ink balls. And that, that's one thing Sal said too. He when I were, were talking, he says, "Hey, when when you shoot, he says it's not just good enough to to chip targets. Anybody can put a cylinder in and chip them." He says, they gotta be smoke. He says, he says that's when you know you're a true shooter. They gotta be smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny. So, well, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. to see you're shooting regular like that, getting out there now. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, we're, we're trying to get out. Uh, they close the club at five o'clock, Tuesdays and Thursdays, or else I'd get out one day during the week. Um, but Saturday, uh, we're trying to make it a, you know, a, a thing that we get up in the morning at eight, you know, leave the house by eight thirty be there at nine before it gets too hot and, and muggy and stuff. And, you know, uh, get a few rounds in and then come on. And then we got the rest of the weekend, right? That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. So, well, there's yeah. my stories for the week. I like it. Yeah. Right on. That was great. All right, Bill. Well, I right, appreciate Kevin. it, my man. Well, Thanks for the conversation tonight, and we'll be in touch. Hopefully, we can uh, make uh, make a dent in the scorecard this weekend, and we'll, Absolutely. we'll text you guys and let you know how it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to see your name in lights. Yeah, yeah me too. That's we'll awesome. see. All right, looking forward to talking to you again. Right bro. on. Yeah, thanks, my All right, man. Guys. Have a goodie. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Right. Bye. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.